Dan Mack is back, and this year she has sought out the best customer-centric thought leaders from around the world. Are you after practical, accessible, and customer-centric marketing? You're in the right place. Sit back and enjoy Dan's small business podcast. For more information, go to www.daniellemckinnis.com or visit www.mckinnismarketing.com.au. If you can, what I really enjoyed, I don't know, I'm trying to remember how I came across you, but I do a lot in terms of um, looking into culture and um, companies called purpose and all that sort of thing, and I think I must have come across you that way. Can mm-hmm. you just give us a bit of a background into you and then sort of how you moved into this sort of field? Because that would be really sure. interesting. Yeah, yeah, sure. So, so look, I'm, I'm a physio. Um, I graduated um, from Melbourne Uni in 2002. And soon after that, I, I started working in, in aged care. I started my own physio practice uh, working with, with oldies in, in nursing homes, uh, which was completely different to what I thought my career was going to hit. I, I had my eye on a private practice career with working for the mighty Richmond Tigers. Um, <laughs> but, uh, look, I did work for a year uh, in private practice with a, an elite sporting team, and I really didn't enjoy it as much as uh, I enjoy working with, um, with elderly people. So I started working um, just myself in, uh, in 2004, mm-hmm. and I was fortunate enough that uh, that's one 12-hour contract at a nursing home very quickly over the next 12 months became a full-time job and more than a full-time job for myself mm-hmm. at, um, at a few different nursing homes. And so from 2005 onwards, we started employing some physios to help um, help the aged care resis, and from 2004, Five through to 2008, we grew really quite fast, and, and by that stage, had about 20 a team of about 20 people, mm-hmm. and um, and it was going fantastic, with one exception, and that is my life was completely overwhelmed by managing a small business of of 20 people, mm-hmm. and I was completely stuck in the middle, and this wasn't as much fun as it used to be, and I realised that something had to change, and there must have been a better way. And that's when I went um, looking for ways to sort of lead and manage a business without being stuck in the middle and the concept of, um, of creating a really clear vision with a core purpose and core values was something that resonated with me at that stage and, um, and that's when we started, we released our first vision, we, we become a values-based business and that was one of the, uh, the real catalysts for me to be less stuck in the middle and for our business to grow to the next level and start being a, being a great place to work. Yes, because you've been rewarded for that, which is yeah, really fantastic. But tell me, mm-hmm. how how did that sort of free you up, if you like? How did that process create sure. freedom? The major, major reason was that with, with a very clear vision as to where we're headed, I didn't need to be reminding people as to what they should be doing and why we should be doing it. It was very clear as to what the where the business was headed. And by having a clear core purpose and core values, people didn't need to ask me every question. The values guided them to help make decisions in their everyday jobs. And therefore, um, if with a framework as to why we exist, and that's to help oldies stay mobile, safe and happy, values as to how to answer questions and go about the job, and a vision as to what we're trying to create, that's what was able to uh, to release me from being stuck in the middle of every every decision that needed to be made at the physioco. So, why do you think it's um, 
Well, I find it the case that so many businesses actually haven't done that yet. I think there's a, a myth that visions and missions and values are for big businesses. And I really think that people um, don't even make time to, to plan their businesses and to, to work out why they exist. And they think we'll get to that in the future when we're big enough. Well, I think that it's so important to get it right in the early days because it sets the direction, it sets the culture. And look, in my opinion, um, like attracts like. So you get the culture right and you attract more of a, a similar type of people with the, with the similar values and that's how you grow a business. How hard was it for you to actually do this process? Like, did it take a while to sort of distill it down or was it easy or...? It was exhausting. Yeah, um, <laughs> good. I'm glad you're saying that. <laughs> but it was more exhausting than continuing to run a business in a way that wasn't sustainable. And so... It took about a year for me to um, to set the vision as to where I really thought the physio co was headed, and to get the the wording right around our core purpose, mm. and so around our brand or our core values. And there were so many versions of it, so many different uh, iterations, and feedback from um, probably my my wife was one of the most important people because um, we had a very small business at that stage and we didn't have a great deal of leaders so I felt responsible for creating most of it. Um, my wife was a great help to um, to sort of help pose some good questions mm-hmm. and I, there were some key employees that, um, that were involved in the process once I had a, a fairly clear draft to give me feedback on, um, on where they saw the business headed and what the, the core values were as well. Uh, and it probably took a full year by the time that I started the process to having the um, the final draft, I suppose, mm-hmm. and then the next step came in communicating it to the team, and and the changes in the way we go about um, work with a with a very clear value system uh, also took a took quite a while to to sort of get alignment and get and get buy in from everyone. Mm. And so I've got two questions as you're going through that process, and you sort of got it. I guess, down to the nub of what it is. Did you then seek to engage, you know, copywriters to to get that succinct or was that something that you did in-house? Yeah, we did it in-house and I'm I'm really passionate about communication and I'm really passionate about about branding and marketing and um, and what I didn't realise at the time, Danny, and um, in in reflection... it makes perfect sense that the core values of the physio co are co- very very close to my personal values. Mm. As the founder and and CEO of the physio co, um, at that stage and um, now quite a few years on, um, there's no real surprise there. And I think that many small business owners probably find a similar similar outcome. Mm. But but because they are my personal values as well as the core values of the business, it's what felt right to, to me and the team um, was something that um, was how we went, went about finalising the words that we did use. Because mm, I, I was listening to um, an interview with the CEO of Twello, I think it's called, and he was saying it's not so much creating them, it's actually articulating what's already there, like they actually are real. I thought that yeah. was a really good way of describing it. How yeah. you then embedded them into the process of the culture? Mm. 
Uh, just on that concept, I agree entirely. They're not um, dis- they're, they're discovered. I think is a yeah. really way to describe it. Um, we discover our core values and then we articulate them in, in an appropriate way. Yeah. Um, how we get it in um, immediately as soon as we. So what I did was I created what I I, um, called the Painted Picture Vision of 2012. It's what the code would look like um, on the 31st of December 2012, Mm -hmm. and we were 2009. So it was a a three and a bit year vision. Mm -hmm. And not only did it describe exactly what we would have achieved in, in that period of time, but it had our core purpose and our core values. And I gave a copy of that to our team both when, I, when we all came in for, for an all-hands meeting. Okay. Uh, I also sent a copy home because I wanted it to, uh, to be on the coffee table or on the fridge or, or somewhere at home for people to have a, a physical reminder of in their houses. Mm-hmm. And even better would be if someone, if their partner or kids or family members picked it up as well and understood what it was about because I think we're creating a family and it's important to, uh, to include um, the families of our employees in, in the journey as well. Yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, that's the starting point. And then we've used all sorts of systems to embed them, including um, our values are now used in every um, uh, recruitment Direction so from from advertising through to interview process through to scorecards um, uh, and and also making is is based around um, fit with our with our culture and our and culture fit is fit with our core value. Mm-hmm. We also use it for reward and recognition, and so there's a an MVP program, most valuable person, most valuable physio. You call it what you what you will. Mm-hmm. And and every every month there are finalists and winners for that um, that program, and that's based upon it's a peer to peer nomination um, program, and people nominated for living one of our core values and sharing a story as to around um, as to around how they live that value. Mm. So there's a monthly winner, and then there's also an MVP of the year. Um, so that's. Um, recruitment and reward and recognition as well as performance reviews are probably the key touch points that we've embedded our, our values uh, and use in through the through the process of running the physioco but um, uh, the storytelling is probably the one of the most important things that we do to embed it so all those um, touch points vocal uh, of not mentioning the core values but telling stories around people living living core values and, and that's probably the most significant way we've we've improved them and, and embedded them into our culture. So tell me a bit more about storytelling. How does that evolve? Hmm. So we use, when people are nominated for, let's use the reward and recognition um, uh, program, mm-hmm. every, every month there are, there are three finalists and one winner of our MVP um, of the month. And it's awarded when our entire team comes to come together for a professional development for a learning event. Mm-hmm. And I have the honour or the responsibility of of awarding the people with the the MVPs. But what I, what I do is is I um, I announce who the final, one finalist at a time. They come up and stand sort of on on stage, so to speak, with with me. There's quite a bit of ceremony around it, and I share with them what value is, who nominated this person and what the story as to how they live that value. And we do that for all of our TPCs, four members of the team, every month. 
and um, and then at our Christmas party, when the MVP of the year is announced, again, we get to tell the stories around people living those values and reinforcing the way that um, that they've imp- helped the physio code to, uh, to bring our vision to life by living those core values. Um, that, that's one example of, of storytelling. Well, that's fantastic. And you can see how it, it creates a culture because it's a shared learning, which is... Um, which is awesome. So tell me about when you won um, the Best Employer uh, Award and what impact that had on your business. So it was a real surprise first on BRW's list of, of best places to work. Mm-hmm. And so it, it was, again, 2009. 2009 was a really time for the physio co. And at that stage, um, if I just wind back off a little bit, it's I, I created the Physio Co because I wanted to be inspired at work, and I, I wanted to have a job that I looked forward to going to every every single day. And I hope to firstly create that, and then attract other people that were inspired and 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 help me to create a sort of energetic team that that was a great place to work. And that was from right at the very start, and it continues to be the case. But in 2009, I, I, as the business owner stuck completely in the middle of the, of the business, I found it really hard to, to get what I thought was honest and candid feedback from our, from our team, and that's an, an ongoing challenge for any leader, I think. And so I decided that um, I saw this opportunity to have a third-party uh, survey our team and get some um, hopefully honest feedback on what was working and what wasn't working and, and how we could improve. Mm. So that's the um, that was the the concept. I entered this um, this what I thought was an audit, and I also submitted a submission to to go alongside the survey is a, um, a submission from the business as to explain the recruitment process and how you reward and recognise people and to get some feedback on our systems as well. And we got results, and it was it was interesting. It was pleasing, but there's certainly some real areas to improve as well. And about a few, few weeks later, I got another call to say, oh, by the way, you'll be listed as one of the 50 best places to work in Australia. And that was a bloody shock and, um, <laughs> and but quite, quite a proud moment in, in the life of, of the physio co. And, um, and we were very lucky that year to come in at, at number 37 on that list, list of Australia's 50 best places to work. And I was working on our, our first vision, our painted picture of 2012 at that time. And I crazily put in there that by the end of 2012, we'd be in the top 10 of Australia's best places to work as a goal to, um, to work towards. I thought we'd do it. No one, everyone else thought I was nuts. But, um, but that was what we worked towards for the next three years. And fortunate enough, uh, 12 months ago, we, we were listed as the eighth best place to work in Australia, just in time for our, uh, to bring our vision to life. That, that was pretty exciting. Fantastic. What a, what a great challenge to set yeah. for the team. So how is your business, which is, you know, you've obviously got a physio practice, how is it now sort of, or you, morphed into this other area, which is around culture? Are you now running two sort of visions for yourself, or how does that work? Yeah, good question. I, I sort of, I didn't mean it, but um, <laughs> but I, I sort of, uh, people do 
know, not many people know of Tristan White, but the people that do know of me, uh, some of them know me as a, as a physio and others know, know of me as an expert in, 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 in creating a, a strong culture. Yes. Um, and how they exist is that I, as I said, I started the business because I wanted to create a physio practice that, um, that was inspiring for me. Uh, I achieved along the way, but then I got stuck um, in being what was just a job there for a while. I really wasn't enjoying it, and I discovered this concept of creating a great place to work and strong culture. And then I implemented it for a few years, and I thought, this is amazing. I, I just can't believe I didn't know it in the first place. I can't believe so many other businesses aren't doing it because it makes life so much more enjoyable and so much more fun. So that. Uh, Started a blog, which was the, the starting point in, in 2011. I started the blog sharing what we were doing here at the Physioco. And in 2012, I was so lucky that Smart Company picked up that blog and um, listed it as one of their 20 best business blogs in Australia. And, and from there, I've been able to continue sharing what we're, what we're doing and create a stronger audience. And then the more work we do at the Physio Co to build a stronger culture, I, I share it with the world via my, my blog. And down the track, uh, with, uh, this, is, um, this is where I am at the moment. So would you look to do consulting in this field? Because I know you do keynote presentations and things. Yeah. Is that a part of your business now or...? Look, it is a little bit. I, I do. I'm very humbled the fact that people do think that I, I, I do know something about creating a great place to work, and I, I do share it via keynote presentations. And about once a quarter, I do work with some other businesses to help them set their vision, work with their, discover their core values, and also work towards implementing the, some of the systems that we've got to create a really strong culture. So I do do a little bit, um, but my, my real responsibility and, and priority is leading the physio. Great. And are you following any um, thought leaders or best practices in this area of culture and, and value setting? Look, I do. I've the, of course, there's famous um, famous people like like Tony Shea from Zappos, um, and I have I'm fortunate enough to have um, to have seen Tony speak and and attended a tour of the Zappos campus. So that was uh, that was pretty pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, and I, I I am in fairly close contact with some of the other um, uh, members of the Fifty Best Places to Work here in Australia. So Naomi Simpson from Red Balloon, I do with her from time to time. Um, I think we're having lunch next week, which will be a bit of fun. Okay. Uh, and I also know the, 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 um, the HR guys from Atlassian and uh, a few of the other. So mm-hmm. by what's happening globally, but I'm also paying a lot, a lot of attention to, uh, to making sure that we're, we know what's happening locally as well. Well, you're running an awesome place and I love following your blog and, um, you know, what a great place to work. It, you know, a lot of people just, and I think it's sort of a, a really nice aspiration to want to create that environment because it's not just about you, it's actually about, you know, your whole team and that's a thoughtful approach to business. Yes, it has payoffs in terms of, you know, creating ease because everyone understands and, and, and can get on board, but but it's still a generous approach because you're actually trying to create something that everyone enjoys. So it's it's something that you should be 
you know, so proud of. And, and, it's, and it's rare. I think it is rare. Yeah. Well, look, thanks, Danny. It's, um, someone, someone said to me, Tristan, why did you create this great place to work? Or why to focus on this strong culture? And my response is, it, to me, it honestly seems like the right thing to do. And uh, so it, it fits with my personal values and, and, and therefore it's, it's just an extension of the way I like to treat people and, and be treated. So it's really pretty, pretty simple from, from my perspective. <laughs> well, I really thank you for your time today because I know you're probably a busy man. But um, it's been awesome to chat to you. It's really good. No, I, hope it's, I hope it's helpful. Hey, thanks for taking the time out of your busy day to listen to this podcast. For more great marketing tips, go to Dan's blog at www.daniellemcginnis.com and sign up for her marketing tips or visit her website at www.mcginnismarketing.com.au. Catch you next time.